Hey, I'm Aika Spencer, and I love fandom. I love the writing, some of which I create, the art, none of which I create, and the many aspects that make it up. With the pandemic in full swing, I decided the best way not to go crazy was to start a podcast around it. This one, Down the Fandom Hole, Conversations With. So putting on my big girl bra, I took a chance and reached out to other fandom creators, asking if they would like to share their voice and experiences around it. Amazingly, most of them have said yes. So taking a moment, we sit down and chat about topics like creativity, taking risks, self-care, and many more. I am humbled that I got to chat with all of these brilliant and interesting creators from around the world, and it has only cemented my belief that fandom can also be a bridge and common ground to inclusivity. We are all valid, and fandom helps us envision worlds in which we are. God, isn't fandom fucking amazing? Anyway, to keep me from rambling on, let's get this show started. On today's episode, Little Mouse Jelly and I talk about what it's like making friends online, creating a welcoming and open space, and interesting ways to pass the time. Just a little side note, this episode may be a bit more explicit for some listeners' tastes, so please be aware while enjoying the show. Also, while listening to today's guest, check out the free companion post on patreon.com slash down the fandom hole. There you'll find some art, if the guest is an artist, and some other fun tittles of information. Y'all good and ready? Yeah, I think so. Cool. Okay. Before we begin, what are your pronouns? Uh, my pronouns are she, her, hers, and they, them as well. Cool. And theirs. Okay. So I was first introduced to your writing through the hysterical AU fic called There's No Plan, There's No Hand on the Rain, where Kara uses an adult toy called the Womanizer on Lena while she reads from a book and it's being taped. What kind of was the motivation for writing that, especially with such detail about a specific toy, which was kind of fun? <laughs> well. You know, I think it. a lot of it had to do with the fact that Katie recorded Islands of Mercy, and it was actually uh, quite erotic at some points, made me think about hysterical literature. Uh-huh. And so I, I'm pretty sure somebody made a comment about the fact that she, the way she reads it sounds very, can't remember exactly. Well, anyway, it was definitely because of that recording, because how could you not think of something happening while she's reading that in such a voice? I wouldn't know. I haven't heard it yet. Have you heard it? Um, I've heard clips of it. I think somebody, there were people on Twitter who were just posting clips. Yeah. Cause I Cause can't it's not get it available. Of, not in the U S no, not until later. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so in terms of that, I haven't really listened to the whole thing, uh-huh. but I've, I heard some parts and then I saw excerpts of the book itself. And I was like, hold on, this is very erotic one. And two, (laughs) I could totally fit this into a fic. And three, what if Lena was reading this with the intent, with like maybe a hidden intent to kind of get under Kara's skin? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. And so taking that, I just kind of ran with it and... (laughs) decided to use the womanizer as the toy involved 
any specific reason, if I can ask? I mean, because it's it's incredible. <laughs> As I'm sure now several members of the fandom can attest to. That's true. I wonder if you helped some sales with that one, at least for some people. Because, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty sure I have. I've gotten quite a few Anons who have come in and been like, yeah, I, because of you, I've deci- I decided to buy it. And I was like, yes, this is exactly, <laughs> it's not really what I intended, but I'm glad that that's what's happened. <laughs> well, you know, unless, because for the most part, I haven't read one yet that, you know, details it. So yeah, <laughs> helpfully, you're like, oh. mm-hmm. This is basically like a written review while you read about Supercorp. <laughs> I mean, kind of, yeah. I could not recommend it more, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I definitely enjoy it. So there's Excellent. that. <laughs> like, I'm so glad to hear it. I don't know if I can edit that out. <laughs> but I might try. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, and maybe I shouldn't have started with this question. <laughs> but truthfully, like all your fics are pretty damn hot. Like they're all soft. Thank you. You're mm-hmm. hot and you're like, holy shit, are the ones I've read so far. Mm-hmm. Um, like, what else have I read? I'm like, because I, uh, I, 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 what's the other one? The one for Bye Felicia. It was... Uh, oh, our house. Yes, the spit roast one. Yes, spit roast fic. <laughs> which was fun to read. Such a cocky Kara, who is just as soft and everything, and yeah. still very about everyone else's pleasure first before her own. Mm-hmm. So, and then you know, you, incorporating things like the tramp stamp and the nipple piercings. Yes. And basically, am, they're like, "Yeah, oh, we thought you were like a good girl, and now you're like a, some closet quiet bad girl." And like, yes. Well, that's always fun to find out, right? <laughs> Absolutely. So, uh, and I read your, um, I'm like, oh, I'll give a Overwatch a try because you said that you liked reading, uh, playing that game, I believe. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes. oh, I don't know anything about Overwatch, mm-hmm. but I enjoyed the interaction you had where I think it was, how do you say her name? Fariha? Yeah, Freya. Freya and who's the Angela. other one? Angela. Mm-hmm. You know, the kind of dynamic that they have where like Freya is kind of playful and Angela's kind of like more straight laced, but mm-hmm. she loves Freya and the kind of softness and connection that they create with each other was it's just nice. I mean, all your fix kind of have that about it. It's 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 like actual girlfriends are like the kind of ideal girlfriend you would want to have. Yeah. And then you're Absolutely. just like, and it's just hot and sexy. <laughs> the smut scenes Thank are you. pretty yeah. damn awesome. I try. <laughs> so what kind of got you writing um, fan fiction or into the whole support? I was just like a huge lurker for years and years. Well, not years and years for uh, Supergirl, but in general through the fandoms that I've been a part of. And then one day, I I think I didn't even know Supercorp was a ship until this writer that I followed from like Klexa wrote something for Supercorp. And I was like, well, I love this person's writing, so I probably follow them anywhere. I'll give it a try. And so I gave it a try and I was like, wow, this is 
I don't know who these women are, but I'm invested now. And then that kind of got me into the Tumblr side of fandom where I, I looked for Supercorp and found a shit ton of amazing fanfics and fan arts. And I think the reason why I actually got started writing is because Fletcher released a song called If You're Gonna Lie. And I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, this is totally Supercorp. And so based off of that song, I wrote my first Supercorp fic. And that's the reason why I'm here now. So then you became more a part of fandom. And what has, if any impact, has it had on your life? Oh my God, I've met so many amazing people that I am now lucky to call my friends and found family. And it's just been an amazing experience to be a part of fandom like this and to actually, you know, have conversations with other fic writers and fan artists and to like yell at each other about how talented (laughs) they are and stuff like that, or we are, they are, we are. Hmm. All the fandom and create all the fandom creators and stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. just it's truly incredible, and there are more people coming in every day too. Like I've become friends with a couple people who really only recently joined the fandom, and it's it's just a a sign of how big it is and how incredible fandom is in that it allows people to keep coming in even as the season or even as the show is about to end. Yeah, I hope it stays strong even after, kind of like, um, yeah. I think Clex is still going strong somewhat. Mm-hmm. And then for whatever reason, Lena and Kara have gripped people enough to create such a huge and strident following. And It's truly incredible. So what's it like, um, what's the difference you have found in making friends in real life as opposed to like online? Like, what are some pitfalls you kind of get worried about? Or is it just easier, you feel? Mm, I personally feel like it's easier to make friends online simply because a lot of the friends that I've made now have been because of fandom. And so I know that we have this one thing connecting us. And through that, uh, we have conversations in which I learned that we have other things that connect us, which is a really amazing way of making friends when you're you are an introvert like myself because you don't actually have to go out and see people and have those conversations face to face which I'm pretty bad at actually I like the way of talking that is behind screens because I can actually have the time to think and write out my thoughts as opposed to having to say it all well thank Um, you for coming on the podcast then and getting (laughs) uncomfortable with me Heck yeah. So, yeah. That sounds weird. But it doesn't. I, <laughs> I have no weird intentions about that, even though it sounded weird coming off my tongue. Never mind. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's what I like about this, too. <laughs> Basically, mm-hmm. your mistakes can be edited out. So, yeah, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Excellent. <laughs> but, um, uh, so you feel a little bit more safety and comfort being able to kind of have that buffer and filter where like maybe you'll be able to think your thoughts out or you Mm -hmm. don't feel pressured to say the right thing because yeah absolutely sounds terrible let's just leak that (laughs) (laughs) and you know there's always that buffer period where you're actually getting to know someone where you're like okay what are the kinds of things that I can talk about what are the kinds of things that I can't talk about but 
with Tumblr being the depraved hell site that it is, most people know my business. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I probably know theirs too. So it's just a lot easier to get into the, I wouldn't say the nitty gritty, but like the the more casual aspect of being friends with someone. Mm-hmm. Without the whole heaviness of other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't have to really do the whole, hi, how was your day today? Great. How was yours? And that kind of stuff, you know, like I'm I'm not great at small talk. Oh God, I'm, I, I really do suck at small talk myself. Which yeah. Is, which is funny because I started a podcast. So. <laughs> I'm like deep conversations of fan fiction. Let's do that. Yay. <laughs> Thing like that. Does it ever worry you when like people share too much or... You know, there's a there seems to be a line that gets crossed. A little bit, but I most of my followers are really respectful in that, like you know, if I say okay, that's a little too far, then they'll back off and stuff like that. But usually, um, I'm fine with whatever. Clearly, as some of you may have noticed from the announce that I get in my inbox and my answers and stuff like that, like nothing really phases me too much. Mm-hmm. Um, if it does, I just won't publish it because I don't think, like, I either don't want it on my blog or I don't want other people to have to see it. But yeah, I don't know. I I thrive off of other people telling me their own their like their sexcapades and stuff like that. So I don't mind. I think that's awesome that you're so open to talk about certain things and mm-hmm. that you're mm, un. What is the word? Unfazed. Not unfazed, but like. There's a strength to that, you know, that Mm -hmm. you can give space for that without feeling scared or worried or nervous. And I think in that way, it protects it Mm -hmm. because it's not such a big deal in the end. Mm -hmm. So I think that's sweet. Yeah, I absolutely want my my blog and my general little corner of fandom to be a safe space for anybody who wants to be horny in peace. Yep. Being horny is mm-hmm. all natural. And I, I definitely um, like I'm trying to get very unrepentant in my own desire, like Jazz for Chire was talking a little bit about mm-hmm. in my last episode. And, yeah. you know, sexuality, sexual orientation, it all kind of falls within that purview. And yeah. I think that maybe if people can start embracing their horny and their sexuality and their desires, that maybe it would be also a little easier for acceptance of uh, sex ideas, maybe. Yeah. The word. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know, might not be so mainstream, but aren't necessarily bad. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. I completely <laughs> agree. Yeah. No, no yucking of yums in, in my corner. <laughs> no yucking of yums. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a good saying. Yeah. <laughs> Learned that in college. <laughs> Don't yuck anybody's yums. Uh, Whatever is yummy to you, don't yuck it. Um, Exactly, yeah. But yeah, I definitely want to try to create a safe space on my podcast as well. So Mm -hmm. like I want to be able to talk to straight people about their fandom, loves, Mm -hmm. and cis people, queer people, transgender people, all peoples, basically. I I just want this to be a bridge because I think that's something fandom can totally be. And Mm -hmm. That's super nice. Yeah, absolutely. 
So kind of give us an idea of what your creative process is, because I know in during the pre-chat that we had, you talked about collaborating and kind of having a, I would, I don't want to call it brainstorming session, but it kind of reminded me of that where you guys kind of, I think you were talking about how you guys throw ideas back and forth and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, a lot of the times, you know, somebody will come into the chat and be like, hey, there's this idea I have, who wants to write it? <laughs> and most of the time, everyone will be like, oh, that's a great idea. Thanks for offering to write it to the person who actually pitched it. <laughs> but, you know, it's like, as a as a creator, you kind of, sometimes you don't really want to write the thing yourself. You just want to consume it. Yeah. But like, it's a lot of spitballing sometimes that eventually becomes something that someone is like, okay, actually, you know what, I'm emotionally attached to this and now I want to write it. And I think sometimes that happens to be the case for me. I think the spit roast fic in particular was something that was just kind of joked about until I was like, actually, hold on. Uh-oh, I can I can write this. <laughs> and then I did. But usually I am a, a pantser, I think is the somewhat unofficial title or unofficial mm. description. Yeah, someone who kind of just builds the story as they go along. Mm-hmm, yeah, flying by the seat of my pants is absolutely how I tend to write things. Because I, I just, most of the time, I just have a single scene that I want to have. And mm-hmm. then I have to build everything else out around it to make it actually exist. So was the spit roasting aspect of that story the theme you wanted to build around? Yeah, probably. It was... Like the part where they actually spit roast Lena is the part that I wanted to get to, but I had to get them there. And so I, I worked towards that. <laughs> it, it was kind of an um, intense scene the second time around when they did that. So many things going on. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there were certainly many, many uh, things involved, many uh items and holes <laughs> that's true yeah <laughs> so why smut um hmm why indeed hmm. i i i think it's very hard like it doesn't it doesn't come easily ha it <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't yeah it's not a very easy thing to do as um I'm sure some people can also agree that it's not easy to do but I just I'm a fan of the effect it has on people and so that's why I choose to write it if that makes sense so what kind of effect are you talking about like connection or hot and bothered oh hot uh, and bothered absolutely yeah if I can if I can make somebody hot and bothered I have won <laughs> so basically you like keeping people on their sexual toes yes ah so absolutely I see I see <laughs> mm-hmm that's always fun, honestly. You know, you want to read a good smut pic, you just turn to a little mouse jelly or... Yeah. It, it's it's such a hard thing to make something titillating to read the whole time. 
So I think part of the challenge is making sure that I can capture the kind of energy that I think Supercorp have together while also maintaining that level of heat and horn throughout, I guess. So pulling back a little because I'm starting to become horn fogged. Um, <laughs> Me you like? constantly. Well, you know, if you get stuff done, who cares? So kind of pulling back from the horn, what do you like to do for fun? I enjoy playing video games and climbing when there's not a pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully soon it'll be over. How are things where you're at with the whole pandemic? It's not great simply because I live in a big city. And so there are people around who, for some odd reason, feel like they have to see people all the time and people who don't think that they need to wear a mask and things like that. So it's still dicey where I'm at and I just don't go outside because of it. Yeah, it's a little scary. The only time I go out enter out is if I absolutely have to one take like my dad to doctor's appointments and other things and if I can go super late when there's nobody around so like I go I go shopping at a drugstore at like 3 a.m because they're open 24 hours and it's around but Mm -hmm. that messes with one sleep schedule and then just before places close and I make sure I know exactly what I want I can't wait till the vaccine's a little bit more rolled out hopefully me too yeah and then we can start to hopefully pick up our mask next year because i feel like that's the earliest we'll be able to yeah i'm honestly kind of a fan of the mask thing because like i i'm a shorter person so it's nice to not be spat on when i'm talking to people because that just tends to be the case when you're you're talking to somebody and like, you know, spit happens and as somebody shorter, the spit falls and it's probably on your face. So. And you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or you do know, and it's just kind of unfortunate and disgusting and you have to move on from it. Like it didn't happen, even though it really did. That's true. Yeah. You know, manners dictates mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know, I have mastered the only with my eyes smile because of the mask so yeah yeah I don't even have to um flash the whites because who cares they can't see it but yeah the whole exactly yeah Yeah. we've (laughs) uh what is it Tyra Banks would be proud of us for mastering the smize (laughs) the smize the smize (laughs) so what kind of video games do you like to play um I like shooters or well I say shooters as in like Overwatch and Fortnite and Apex Legends so like battle royales or team-based games, mostly because I don't really have the patience or the focus to do open world or um, like farming sims or anything like that. So you like it to be kind of fast-paced? Yeah, I like a fast-paced game where I'm typically forced to be in combat and stuff like that. But I also really, really love this game called Hollow Knight, which I've also recently been replaying because it's just, it's the perfect game. (laughs) And Hollow Knight is not a shooter. It's a, it's a little Metroidvania, um, like exploring game where you play as a little, I wouldn't call them a bug, but they're, they kind of look like a bug, I guess. 
and um, you and it's kind of like walking around like Mario or something or like sort of yeah it's a platforming game so it's a lot of using your abilities to get to places that you need to get to and also while fighting bugs and unlocking the mysteries of this world that you are in so oh. not quite Mario because it's not a it's not a side scroller you just load onto this huge map that you explore and open up I'm not exactly sure how to describe it in terms of Mario because it's it's not really anything like it how about like Spyro ah I guess it's kind of like Spyro but it's I mean Spyro is kind of 3D right this is more of a 2D 2D game can you walk around in the arena and the um gameplay or is it just kind of like moving along the side like old Mario was oh it's absolutely uh well I guess it is kind of in terms of that it is just moving along the side like there's no third plane of movement where you can go front and back I guess Mm -hmm. uh like you would in probably Spyro it's it's still a 2d left right up down kind of thing no forward and back okay Mm mm-hmm my cousin got me this game called Yoshi's, I think it's Crafted World. And mm-hmm. you basically have to follow this track along the screen. But what ends up happening is, is as long as there's a track, you can actually move into the back of the track. And then there's oh. like a little area you can play in. Or sometimes mm-hmm. that's the area you go into to continue the game. So it's oh, kind of 2D, 3D, but there's constraints. Yeah. Huh. So that's actually been a fun game to play. And then you can actually, you get to the end and then it flips. And then you have to try to find these little fluffy poochy things with mm-hmm. like these weird little tails that look like, um, have you ever seen the antennas, like the long ones where they put like an antenna ball on top of it? Like Might be. cars? Yeah. On the back of the cars with the antenna ball, like jack's yeah. ball or something. So yeah. their tail looks like that and then it kind of moves exactly the same way as like an antenna ball in the wind oh that's so cute yep and so you got to find three of them and mm-hmm. then you got to bring them to the other side by a specific time and within a specific time mm-hmm. so hmm. that's kind of been a fun game to play nice um, but yeah so i've been playing that instead of animal crossing as much as i have been so mm-hmm I'm waiting to see what their March update is going to be like, because supposedly it's going to be exactly like it used to. It's going to be something new going on. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Hmm. So what kind of fanfics are you drawn to most? Uh, Like, how do you mean? Like, like genres or? Well, you know, do you like specific AUs? Do you like slow Mm. burns? Do you like Mm -hmm. just porn without plot? Do you like? Born with plot, you like smut tests. I don't know if they're out there, but mm-hmm. you know, or like what you write. Um, I guess all of the above, really. Probably not so much slow burn because I don't think I have the patience, mm. unless it's like slow burn within like three chapters or something, kind of like a Friends with Benefits AU, which I think counts as a slow burn because they're because they're they're dumb. They're peak. Oh no, that's the other one um or idiots to lovers probably that one anyway okay. uh, but yeah i don't know if i've actually read a slow burn at all really yeah i 
I mean, I, I like the idea of them, but I just don't know if I have the patience. Yeah, I'm I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of the slow burn, which is funny because mm-hmm. I helped someone write slow burns, which is really funny. Oh my gosh. I'm yeah. like, wait, what's taking so long? Just like it how we have to build this point. I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, I don't know. I in terms of writing or reading, I don't know if I have the patience for that because I just want them to be together and I want them to bang. So yeah, it's the mm. it's the banging aspect that you want. Yes, precisely. Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, you want that mm-hmm. second level of intimacy that you can get from a good intimate moment. So how much <laughs> of what you write is based off of personal experiences? Um, I mean, in every thing that I write, I try to implement something that I felt myself because I think otherwise you don't really get something that seems particularly real. Mm-hmm. Um, like I don't, I don't even necessarily mean like sexually, just even a feeling or something that I've done personally or seen someone else do, because I think it's very important to, even in the small moments, have something that is very human. I mean, I personally have not had a spit roast, but for that one, I actually did I went and did some research, quote unquote, (laughs) so that I could hopefully more properly portray that sort of interaction. But like feelings and sensations, stuff like that, I try to make as real as possible. Like I'll try to write as much as possible from my own experiences. So what kind of draws your inspiration? Is it like, is it more collaborative or is it, could you get it from a Besides a song, maybe another story or like what kind of gets your creative juices flowing? I mean, for me, I a lot of my ideas come from songs, I think, or maybe I'm just imagining that. But as people may have noticed, I really enjoy song lyric titles and there's Mm -hmm. a very good reason for that. And it's usually because a song has inspired me to write something. But I don't know if I would say that anything else truly is the cause of any fic. Do you enjoy writing more for yourself or do you enjoy writing more for others? Definitely for myself. Um, If I feel like I've written something that is a fic that I'm proud to have written that I think I would read again at a later date, then I've succeeded. Anytime people come in and tell me that they like what I've written is like, is the best feeling because I'm doing this for myself, really. And the fact that people enjoy it is a, it's a huge bonus. So it's like the whipped cream on top of something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you do for self-care since, you know, it's kind of hard to get out and go do things. Mm -hmm. What do you, also, what kind of do you miss from the, since you know having to be stuck at home from the pandemic Mm, I'm trying to think of the things that I do for self-care and probably it's just taking a nice hot shower oh god washing my hair Uh, yeah would you what it would just suck if that ever if you could never do that again yeah I love showering it's so nice it really is nice after a long day you know, and then just, although I, now I chase my warm showers with a cold shower, which is crazy. 
That sounds very thrilling. It is very thrilling. It's actually a good way to, um, what's the word? Train your stress response. Interesting. Mm hmm. Huh. So I would never have thought of that as a way to train yourself, but interesting. Well, the thing is, is your body's natural response to extreme cold, if you mm-hmm. can get it at that temperature, is to tighten up. Yeah. And you're trying to teach it to relax during those ah. moments. So then it's kind of like a good, instead of actually, you know, forcing yourself into a stressful situation, you uh-huh. kind of mimic that stressful situation by the cold. And oh. it's really good for your skin and overall general health because it also, um, I forgot what it is. It increases your body's caloric gears so that you can burn more energy and become more efficient or something like that. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, well, well. The more you know. I, know. I didn't realize. So movies. What are you into? Mm, movies. I like, I guess I like rom-coms, but more specifically Love Actually. Like that's my favorite rom-com of all time. Does it even count as a rom-com? I think it does. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think it was one of the best love Christmas comedies at the very least. Yeah. Because that was the one with Hugh Grant and the Nicholas Holt kid, right? Or Yeah, I didn't really realize that was his name, but yeah. The one with and the evil Kira eyebrows? Knightley. No eyebrows. Yeah, I guess. No evil eyebrows. eyebrows. He oh, the, evil eyebrows. The ones that kind of look like they were a villain's eyebrows that kind of tilted upwards. Yeah. I think. I can see it. Mm-hmm. So what is it you enjoy? I guess it's the fact that you don't realize really until the end, but all of these people's stories are connected and their lives are intertwined and the love that you see between them also flows between literally all of them, Mm -hmm. which is basically the theme of the movie itself is that love is all around and love simply is, and it's true and it makes me feel emotional emotions are good though right yes i love those kind of stories that basically whether it's good or bad mine is scary because i don't need that kind of love Mm -hmm. um you know i like those stories that basically squeeze the shit out of your heart i don't know why same when i read your where you know the gentle strapping that was sweet oh thank you yes (laughs) i think that one the one for dr fitz yes yeah, because I'm in love. I'm in love. So cute. I know. Finally, they finally said, I like you. I love you. Yeah. And, you know, they made soft, gentle love. Mm-hmm. I think that's what happened. I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I haven't reread it recently because sometimes you just can't <laughs> for a while. <laughs> that's true. Sometimes... Mm-hmm. You just can't reread what you wrote because maybe the emotions that were there kind of bubble back up and you're like, I needed to get rid of these. It's it's more like secondhand embarrassment and like being afraid of reading something that I've written and being like, oh my God, this actually is not great. I'm sorry for subjecting other people's eyeballs to this, like that kind of, that kind of thing. But yeah, I thought it was well written and quite beautiful and quite mm-hmm. sweet. And yeah, just a good all all around. Enjoy Yay, it. I'm glad. I definitely want to write soft, but also 
smut, I guess, soft smut. You know, soft smut's nice. That's the kind of smut at the end of the day that you want with somebody, I mm-hmm. think, if you really want that with somebody. I, yeah. I know I enjoy that kind of smut. So what was it like the first time you posted something? Was there any feeling of rejection or did it take a while before you felt comfortable to post? How did, and if it, mm. if there was, how did you deal with it? Because then you posted and you're like, oh. For Supercorp, it was just kind of, I didn't really have the, I didn't really worry about posting it simply because I was proud of uh, the very first fic I wrote. And I, I wrote that in like a feverish days because I was like, I, I need this, I need to get this out. I have this idea and I want it to work and I want it to happen and I want people to see it. Well, less so that, more like I, I want to know that I myself can actually write it. And I did and I posted it and it was well received and that was really, really nice. Um, as for doubt, I suppose it's just something that every creator goes through, right? They're like, oh, I've... I've created a thing and I'm going to post it and I hope people will enjoy it. And sometimes people don't and that's okay. It's, you know, not everything you write can be a hit. And I think when it's something like that, the best thing you can do is just to remember that you're creating for yourself. And the first person who sees it, the the audience is yourself first. And so if you're proud of it, then that's great. That's perfect. You know, it doesn't really matter what everyone else thinks. No, that that's it's true. Like not as well received as you'd hoped. So how do you have, so have you ever had any mean comments or comments that made you like kind of pause and go, is it worth it? Or luckily, no, most people are really kind, which is great because I don't know if I'd be able to handle people being like, this sucks, take it down. But at the same time, it's like, you know, people who do tend to say meaner things also tend to say it behind an anonymous mask. And so when that's the case, then it's like, well, if you don't really feel confident enough to tell me face-to-face, more as face-to-face as you can get over the internet, that you don't like what I've written, then I don't need to entertain this thought at all from you because I don't know you. And if my friends like what I've done, then I that's enough for me, you know? That's true. It's a lot, it's a lot more weight to come from somebody who maybe is also in the arena with you like who's also maybe a fanfic writer but mm-hmm. I remember the first time I did it, it was quite nerve-wracking I'm like should I shouldn't I should I shouldn't mm-hmm. I and eventually you know I did and it was okay yay then I'm like oh okay I can do this mm-hmm. just keep going and then start a podcast <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! it's been nice being able to talk to people from around the world yeah so <laughs> Do you like quiet when you write or do you like kind of having like low music or what's kind of like your, what's your philosophy on music while writing? I really enjoy music while I'm writing. Sometimes if it's a particular song that's inspired a fic, then I'll kind of have that song on repeat as I write because I want to keep remembering what exactly about that song has given me the idea. Mm Mm-hmm it's really helpful to keep the concept fresh by listening to the song over and over and over. I don't really like having anything else going on in the background while I write, but unfortunately that's not possible because a lot of the writing I do is while there's like a TV happening in the background, like while I'm sitting on the couch with my sisters as we watch 
a movie or a show or something. And like, that's when it's the hardest to write because I'm trying not to get distracted by the TV, but it still inevitably happens. And so my work area is outside in the living room. And we as a family like to have just like a couple hours every night that we kind of spend together. Mm-hmm. So we'll have our nightly entertainment, which is either a TV show or a movie um, while we eat dinner together. That's running long or if I'm, I'm trying to get something written, then I'll be writing as we do that. But it's again, it's hard when there's distractions. Yeah, when there's a TV on in the background. <laughs> so does your head you share your stories with your family? No, I do not. I don't think I'm brave enough for that. Right? Especially mm-hmm. since... Yeah, maybe if I... I mean, I guess I could... The most recent fic that I wrote is not explicit, so I could totally share that, but I, I would not be able to share, share anything else. That's true. And then they're like, oh, what is your moniker name? I'm like, oh, you don't need to know that. Yeah. Let's just stop absolutely. here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So what was your first story about? It was about, is it the one? So if you're going to lie, do it in my Mm -hmm. bed. Yeah. If I'm just taking from the summary, it's three times. Lena lets Kara lie to her about her identity just to have her for the night, which is an idea that I took from the song. Um, And then one time Kara stops lying, which is one of the uh, like fic formulas that I am a huge slut for is like a three times something one time something else or like a five times something one time something else so three, three lies and one truth mm-hmm. basically is the gist of that story um like lena figures it out or realizes who kara is or who supergirl is and instead of confronting her about it she's like well if i can't have kara to myself 100% well at least I can I can do this and by do this I mean do Supergirl several times I have to read this story I didn't get a chance to because <laughs> that I think sounds it's, very interesting yeah. <laughs> um, it's definitely one of the things that I'm most proud of just because it was the very first thing I wrote and I thought that I managed to the energy that I, I captured is, I think, definitely what I, I wanted. It's, there's absolutely no, I didn't think there was any plot to it, but I just, I just wanted Lena to fuck Supergirl a couple times. <laughs> and then and not did. be lied to anymore about it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's, a, what, that's one way to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, get all soft and continue the horn. <laughs> Exactly. Yes, you get it. That was exactly the point of this fic. <laughs> it's an ambitious way to start then. You know, I was just inspired <laughs> by the freaking song. It was it was just too powerful. Fletcher's very powerful. So what's your kind of music taste? My Spotify has told me that my tastes run on the pop side. And then they gave me all the different kinds of pop there are. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy pop and also Broadway, like things from musicals. So have you ever been to a Broadway show? Uh, no, like just... I've seen one show in particular that was 
on Broadway, but like I have been to musicals, if that makes sense. Yes, makes complete mm-hmm. sense. So yeah. what kind of musicals are your favorites? Hmm. I kind of like them all, really. Like my absolute favorite would have to be Wicked, simply because that was the very, very first one I went to. Oh, that was a good one. Mm-hmm. And like I was maybe 10 or so when my sisters took me. And mm-hmm. it was just an incredible experience. No, not 10. That seems a little young. Maybe it was 10. Hmm. Anyway, it's just, like the set design was so fucking cool. The story was cool. I mm-hmm. had read the book at that point, even though I might have been too young for it, but whatever. I don't think I ever read the Wizard of Oz book, but I did watch the movie and then I read Wicked and then I went to see the show and it's just so incredible. The music was fantastic. I'd been mm-hmm. listening to the songs for years because my my sisters would listen to the songs and I'd be like oh yeah I recognize these just oh my gosh yeah I also really like Phantom because it's Mm -hmm. the talent the fucking talent is absolutely wild like the costuming is incredible Mm -hmm. I don't know I just I just I love musicals (laughs) yeah my favorite is Phantom too and Mm -hmm. then I went with my cousin to Wicked and Mm -hmm. I was like oh my god I I just love the dynamic between Linda and Alphaba. Yeah, absolutely. I enjoyed when Glid, um, Glinda just said Linda, and you're like, oh my god, you're being such yeah. a particular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then she smooths it out once like Alphaba goes away and, mm-hmm. you know, that could easily, I don't know if it was sapphic, but it easily could be. Yeah, you could totally read that whole relationship as sapphic, honestly. Like the whole song that they have together about uh, called What Is This Feeling, where you Mm -hmm. think that they're going to go for like a different L-O word, but Mm -hmm. they come out with loathing instead of love. It's like, (gasps) oh my goodness. Ah, It's so mean. It's like a tease. But yeah. Has someone made a Wicked Supercorp AU? I feel like. Oh, absolutely. I'm pretty sure I read one or two. I have to try to look for that unless mm-hmm. you know of it. Because that would yeah. be fun. Because Lena as Alphaba, maybe, and then Kara as Glinda. Mm-hmm. But Lena doesn't turn bad. Yeah. They fall in love and, you know, she stays away from the green skin or Kara mm-hmm. falls in love with the green skin. So, yeah. Oh, actually, okay. I don't think I've read. A Wicked AU in that sense. I've definitely read one where they're where Kara and Lena are Broadway stars playing oh. as yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but that would be something for sure, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. Lena becomes like has that Elphaba turned green because she was jealous? Uh, no. Uh, she got it. She turned green because of this potion that the wizard made her mother drink. Why do I remember not being green at one point? No, she was, she, she was born green. Huh. Mm -hmm. Now I feel like I'm meshing it all up because I do know I've seen it. Yeah. And now I think maybe it's been a while. (laughs) Yeah. So you were talking in the pre-chat of maybe possibly making a story around boulder climbing? Oh, yeah. That was an idea I had at the very start of my journey into fandom. 
simply because I was like, I love bouldering and I love Supercorp. Why not put the two of them together? Yes, why not? Especially since bouldering requires a lot of finger strength. Yes. <laughs> no. uh, but I don't know if that'll ever happen, but I don't know if I'll ever find the energy to turn that into anything. Have you felt like your energy has been that more since the pandemic started? Mm, yeah, I definitely feel that, you know, there, there are phases I go through where I'm just like tired all the time or mm-hmm. um, don't have the energy to really do much other than sit or sleep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it kind of feels like the world's on a collective pause almost, but it's not paused. Yeah. Right. We're on a collective pause, but the the roller coaster of terror and death keeps going. That's true. And then there's like these killer dips that lead to yeah. imminent pain and suffering mm-hmm. and all that fun jazz. Oh, yeah. <laughs> quotation marks. Nothing about that's fun. Just, mm-hmm. just a quick pause so I can share this clip of today's guest in the mini-sode, Five Burning Fandom Questions, that is accessible only as a Patreon supporter. I hope you enjoy. Which ship would you want to go on a double date with? And what would you want it to be? Mm, I think I would want to go on a double date with like, the obvious one would be Supercorp because I'd want to just kind of bask in their presence, you know, Mm -hmm. watch them be insufferable together (laughs) (laughs) because I think that would be something super fun. I guess it would be something like, hmm. I'd, I'd probably have them go climbing or something. I'd, I'd want to see that happen. Um, I think Lena could or... make it to the top, or do you think Kara would be, like, helping her girlfriend up to the top? Well, I think this is probably a good place to stop. I had a lot of fun talking with you today. And... I did, too. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would or... be awesome. <laughs> okay, thank you for talking to me, and I'll talk to you again, I guess. Yeah, thank you so much. All right. Bye. Bye. All right, my lovely fans, that's today's show. You can follow and connect with Little Mouse Jelly on Tumblr and AO3 as Little Mouse Jelly and on Twitter as Mouse Jelly. After that, come follow me on Tumblr and Twitter at Fandom Is Us and on AO3 as Ayaka Spencer. Don't forget, you can find links and more on the free companion post at patreon.com slash down the fandom hole. While you're there, don't forget to check out what other cool perks and benefits you can enjoy as a subscriber. And finally, a deep, heartfelt thank you to those amazing supporters who have already subscribed. Your reason this show is possible. Much love and aloha to everyone. Thank you for listening.